Welcome everyone to the Lo-Fi Poli-Sci Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pickering. That's right, Lo-Fi's and low-fidelity, low-quality, in-your-face, messy-as-can-be global news show. Here we're going to talk about that famous question. What's going on in the world today? It's Thursday, and time for that Lo-Fi global news, fresh off that press. Coming at us from the international section of the AP. Heavy fighting erupts in Somali town near Kenyan border. There's lots going on here to unpack in our humble little five-minute podcast. But we'll start to unravel this situation for you now and keep it coming later. So Somalia has national elections coming up, and the region where the fighting took place is one of two regions that refuses to take part in those elections. The region is called Jubaland. You'll be hearing that name again for sure. The government claimed that around 100 rebel militiamen surrendered, and they achieved victory. But furthermore that Kenya was arming the militia. Kenya, of course, denies this. But also, in the region, the terrorist group Al-Shabaab is active and controls territory. And there's multinational African Union troops in a port city within the region the fighting took place in. So we have government forces, rebel fighters, freedom fighters, international peacekeepers, and a terrorist group, all mixed together in this one region, in Somalia, right before national elections. I told you, it's a lot to unpack, and we'll be coming back to this story with more details of exactly what's going on running up to the Somali election. Next up, source, Reuters, World News. Bangladesh to move 2,000 to 3,000 more Rohingya Muslim to remote island despite criticism. We can't forget that there's still about 1 million Rohingya people in Bangladesh, forced out of Myanmar, that aren't allowed back into Myanmar. This story here is about the relocation of some of those to the Basan Kar Island in the Bengal Bay. There's a lot of concern here. Number one, that they move to the island. Once they are there, they're not allowed to leave without government permission. And number two, the UN has requested access to the island to survey the suitability for the Rohingya refugees. Access, which the UN has not gotten as of yet. We'll be keeping an eye out on this one and give you updates when we get them. Now moving forward because we never move on from anything. Source, AP News International. Witnesses, Eritrean soldiers loot, kill in Ethiopia's Tigray. Another update to a situation we've been following, the civil conflict in Ethiopia between the government and the Tigray people of Ethiopia, who oppose the government and its prime minister. Human rights groups have charged the Ethiopian government with genocide in Tigray. Though the reports are unconfirmed, and the government rejects these claims, as their story goes, they were simply putting down an insurrection. But now, reports are coming out that during and after the conflict, soldiers from the neighboring country of Eritrea had entered the Tigray region of Ethiopia and started looting and killing the people there. The United Nations, the African Union, and the European Union are all asking for peace and access to the region so that humanitarian efforts can begin widespread. And perhaps they can find out what truly transpired into Great Ethiopia. More coming to you as we find out. And our following story comes from the Middle East section of the BBC. Iran arrests U.S. dual national on spying charges. This seems like a bit of a tit-for-tat between two countries arresting each other's citizens. As last week, the U.S. arrested an Iranian for similar espionage charges. And this week, Iran arrests a dual citizen of the U.S. and Iran for spying. The Iranian government said they arrested the unnamed person as he was trying to leave the country illegally. But tensions are already so high between these two countries, and these two arrests will surely not help. But as both these stories are still very much developing, 
you let us know if you hear something first. And a last piece of news to send you on your way for the day, the Associated Press. Judge orders Uganda's Bobby Wine freed from house arrest. So much going on this episode. Thank goodness there's still some good news to be gotten. The story. We've been talking about the Ugandan presidential election and the opposition candidate Bobby Wine challenging the 35-year and five-term incumbent president. Bobby Wine lost in what most countries are calling a most certainly not free and fair election, especially when you turn off that internet right before the election begins. But Bobby Wine had been under house arrest basically since the election started, with security forces creating a perimeter around his home. However, the judiciary has stepped in and ordered those forces and the government to back off. In our own words here, the judiciary said, what you're doing, it ain't legit. This is good news indeed. Even though Bobby Wine didn't win, hopefully now he can start to live again without the fear of government forces keeping him down. And that's a brief snapshot of what's going on in the world today. Stay tuned. We're going to outro out in a bit of a different way today with a bit of some local good news to us. We got word today that two Lo-Fi Nation originals that were there with us when we all started this thing of ours, well, they both landed internships today for their final semesters and beyond. And if you're listening out there, you know who you are, and we couldn't be happier and prouder of the people you are and the path you're choosing to walk in life. As you start the next phase in your journey, always remember, you are the we that we be. And wherever you go, we will be there with you. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Wash those hands. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Lo-Fi Poli-Sci Podcast. Pickering, signing off.